Welcome to the Present to Possibility Podcast, where we give you a moment of peace in your day or night and provide tools that will allow you to be in the now, acknowledge your present, and then take steps to activate and achieve your possibility. This is a podcast where you'll be positioned to make personal progress and experience relaxation at the same time. This is Relationships Part 2 of 4. I'm Atiba, and today's concept gives focus to the relationship we aspire to have with our possible self. In other words, seeing and acknowledging who we want to be at some future point in time. It essentially builds upon our last episode, which opened us up to seeing us, seeing ourselves as we are, and acknowledging where we are at this particular moment in time. Today, and as part of this episode, we'll be looking at who we will be, who we want to be, a person who's not quite present, but one we are taking steps to become, to fully realize, and to activate. Some tools and insights and challenge questions I hope can position you to add more light Clarity of focus to your life around this area is going to be the focus for today as well. So what is your relationship to your future self? The answer to that question could be more or less complicated than you may think it is. Take time, if you will, to acknowledge and be present with all the hope and possibility that your future self presents. Take a moment. And in this same moment, I invite you and challenge you to embrace and to fully experience some, if any, negative emotions or disempowering thoughts that you might have around the experience of who your possible self who your future self can be or is going to be. Now, for many of us, if not most of us, there's been a time in our formative years, whether it be middle school, elementary school, high school, and for some of us, even college, where you were invited, whether through your instructor or some participant who just happened to be stopping by handing out tests where you're asked where you see yourself in five years or 10 years or whatever time frame that was applicable at the moment. Now, I invite you now to think back. What was your answer then? What emotions, reactions came up for you at that time when you heard that question posed?
Now fast forward to here, to now, today or tonight. What is your answer to that question? Is it different? What emotions and reactions come up for you today? Where do you see yourself in five or 10 years? Now, depending on how much attention or, or credence you gave to that question back then when you heard it, you could have come up with any number of responses. Some of us just cast it aside and say, hey, well, I'll be glad when this is over with. Let me step into something that's going to be more meaningful for my here and now. I don't have time to think about or give focus to some version of me that's not yet here. Why spend time and energy on a, a maybe or a possibility? Well, I assert that our ideal selves or the versions of ourselves that we aspire to become can be brought to life, can be brought into existence through some visualization and some very specific ways of being around how we aspire to be different than we are today. Now, getting clear on what your possible self is going to be is just part of the will of relationships. So, for some, it's our relationship with money, our relationship with our career, our ties to spirituality, our ties to our perception of self, and additionally, our perception to how we relate with others. Now, for each of those pieces, we can see how we relate to them here and now, and also how we would want to relate to them years down the line. As an example, let's look at career. So for you here now today, whether you're in a job that you absolutely love and can't envision any changes happening or don't really see adding any changes or additive processes to what you're doing. Okay, you are a rare breed indeed. If you could, or if you were to say, this is something I would want to add to my work experience, to my career, to my uh, professional outlook, what would it be? Pick a date, pick a time, two years, three years, six months, five years, whatever time you select, what is different about how you're relating to your career then compared to how you're relating to it now? So what I do with my clients in one-on-one in -on -one interactions is I, I let them express on a scale or either visually or, or graphically where they are today and assign it a number. So on a scale of one to seven, if you relate to your career at a six right now, meaning things are going pretty well, pretty wonderfully, pretty outstandingly, and there is perhaps opportunity or room for growth to that seven, what has you rated at that seven? Or what would have you rated as a seven as opposed to a six? Is the six fine? Do you want to experience career at a seven? So just by itself, the concept of career and how you relate to it both now and in the future can present opportunity to identify a gap if there is one. Now, going back to that realization that a, a client may express that they are at a six doesn't mean that they have to be at a seven. That's not for me to say or for me to assert. But for that client and for you listening, if you're at a six and a six is exactly where you want to be, wonderful. 
you may not want or need to move up that notch. And that's perfectly human. It's amazingly natural and beautifully specific to you. So to pull that to the opposite direction, if, for example, somebody says, or if you were to say you're at a five right now, but want to be at a six, what does a six look like for you? And what steps can you envision putting into play, putting into action, and bringing into being that will have you experience life at that level, specific to your career? Going back to that wheel I mentioned, I uh, talked about money, career, spirituality, relationship to self, and relationship with others. All of that coalesces into forming uh, or presenting opportunities for us to really see or experience balance or unity. So if you take those items and, and create a wheel, does that wheel roll? If you were to physically build it and put it on a bike, would it roll down a hill or would certain parts of that wheel be flat? Would certain aspects of that wheel not really be conducive to it rotating consistently and smoothly? What does that look like for you? What is your wheel saying? Now, to build upon envisioning your future self, when you think possibility, what version of you do you see in your ideal future? Can you imagine a conversation with that person? So yes, I'm actually asking you to be open to having a conversation with your ideal self right here, right now. So you today, if you were to have a conversation with this ideal version of your future self, what would you be saying? What would you tell yourself? What would you want your future self to be experiencing? What types of insights would you want your future self to be able to share with you? What successes? What potential stumbling blocks? What potential hurdles? What joys? What grief? And what can be taken from that grief to put you in a position to minimize it, to mitigate it, and to ultimately learn from it. So when you attempt to get to know your possible self, you may not really envision liking that person. You may fear that person. You may resent that person. You may come to make excuses for behaviors, for attitudes, and come at it to say, well, that's my dream self. That's not reality. I, I live in the real world. I can't take steps or take time or create time and space to achieve that because it's just not something I can or want to do. I've got other responsibilities, commitments, or obligations. All of those are what many of us do as human beings, as people, as adults, as individuals just working to make our way in this world. 
what I assert here is that that perspective, that attitude, that way of being puts us in a position that is disempowering. It really backs up against that concept or that notion of complacency. Now, there's nothing wrong, so all of this energy wouldn't really create a better version of me. That's another realization or another rationalization, an additional resistance to moving towards changing or moving towards creating this version of yourself that does align with your version of joy and allows you to relate more specifically and more clearly to a first future version of yourself. Now, that denial, that rationalization, it can indeed be a defense mechanism. We've all got them. That's, again, and also born for human, perfectly natural. That's not a bad thing. Uh, I don't place a judgment on that either one way or another. And I invite you to not do that as well. What I have for you is both a gift and a challenge. Have that conversation with your future self that I mentioned. What's the thing that your future self would say? I'm so glad that you did that today. When you made that choice, you helped bring me into being. What would be those things to give your future self cause and reason to share that with you? Have fun with it. Have a conversation. Play your own version of Jiminy Cricket. Be your own conscience. And be that conscience coming into this dialogue and conversation from a point in time that has not yet arrived. Now, and as always, I'm Atiba. I've been Atiba. And wherever or whenever you are in the world, I hope to have been able to bring and share with you some tools and insights and challenge questions that I and we hope can position you to add more light, clarity, and focus to your life in this specific area. Until next time, see you later. Thank you.